Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to episode 159 of Courts at Indiana Podcasts. Jim Reamer, joined by Zach Tyler, Kyler Staley, and Dominic Neely. We got a, we got a, we got a four a forecast a forecast. Eh, I don't know a four way pod today. <laughs> the quadcast. The quadcast. Here we go. Who said that, Dominique? Quadcast nice. was me. That was, was me. It? Oh, was it? All right, nice. Zach with the hottest of takes two weeks ago, and now he comes up with quadcast. Very good. <laughs> he is the school teacher among us, so he's the smart one. Easy. All right, what are we? Uh, we got games this week. Obviously, we got a little bit of a transfer news from at the high school level. So I'll talk about a late last minute transfer, huh? Um, do we have any recruiting updates this week? I think we're we're. Uh clean on those none of those going on this week slowing down well zach i'm sure we're going to get into prep schools again so (laughs) kamari jones leaves lawrence central two games into the season and transfers to where uh hillcrest prep hillcrest prep in arizona phoenix arizona I'm sure it's a fine academic institution. What, uh, any takes on that? I mean, we all know how I feel about, for, we all know how I feel about undergrad prep schools. Few and few and far between come close to delivering what they say or promise. Uh, not all of them are as, as, uh, what was it? Huntington prep. Just got beat by Louisville to Sal's yesterday or the day before. And a couple of my a couple of my friends down in the Louisville area were surprised. I say my friends, I mean like kids that played in our program. And I'm like, well, I mean, the Sal's is pretty good. And sometimes these prep school teams are just a collection of talent, not really a team. <laughs> Tyler, I'm not a big believer in post or under or excuse me, I'm not a I need to clarify that. I'm not a big believer in undergrad prep schools. Not sure. I know Dominique hasn't been around for my many, many M A N Y many M I N I rants. Um, I don't that know. Us- been, that usually been... evoke a response from Coach Maravella up at Bosco, yep. saying that they're yep. different. And I, I can say from a coaching perspective and an academic perspective, they are different. They have a legitimate. They have they have at least legitimate academic credentials. Um, now the post grad stuff I'm completely fine with the, the taking the extra year, the gap year, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's fine, and I and I understand that each of these families have personal decisions they make. And I don't specifically begrudge it. I just I just don't believe most of them really find what they're looking for, or actually lose it like why would you leave you don't leave Lawrence Central because you're worried about playing talent Kyler, yeah, you, gonna, yeah Dominique was, and Kyler you guys are new to this discussion on this pod at least 
So I definitely want you guys to chime in and, and dis- feel free to disagree. Like, tell me I'm wrong. No, I was, I was just going to say, yeah, it leads you to think that something had to happen or something changed from the start of the season at, at Lawrence Central. What, you know, he got, what, two or three games in already and then, and then decided to transfer. So, yeah, it just makes you think something might have happened or something changed. But on the prep school thing, yeah, I don't, I don't think a lot of kids go and their recruiting changes much or they get, you know, it, it, there's certain situations where it can help and things like that. I think it depends on the program for sure. Um, like you said, Don Bosco might be a little bit different. I think, I don't know what your take is on La Lumiere, but they seem like they, you know, I don't know. It seems like they might do a decent job as well, potentially. I don't know. I know Jaden Ivey went there and seemed like he got uh, maybe stronger, maybe a little bit better than he was at Marion. I don't know. Well, I don't know how he would get necessarily get stronger by going to Bosco or by going to Lava Mirror. I think he would get stronger because he would continue to lift weights um, through his senior year. You know, like you would, you would never leave Carmel or nor send any of the, like a mixed school, for example, or any, you know, any, any school that has a legitimate football program and, and a halfway decent to above average weight room, you would never leave there to physically get stronger because you'd have the, I mean, it's not like no one's reinventing the wheel in terms of, I don't think Lalo Mir is reinventing the wheel in terms of how they develop kids physically. And, and maybe they'll chime in and, and tell us why, but you know, most of these schools have strength and conditioning guys these days, don't they? Yeah, I would say so. And Dominique, you're in Fort Wayne country. Don't if if they need any extra side work, don't they end up at OPS? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of kids that go to OPS and things like that. Um, and here, there's, I guess a for, half, there's a half dozen places near here yeah. where kids go to get to continued, you know, to continue to strengthen and condition their body beyond. And most of it here is core work. I I guess for me, where I was coming from is just, and like I said, I don't have any insight. I'm, this is just from afar. It just seems like if you're going to prep school, like you're living on campus, it's more like a college setting, more of a college right. feel. So maybe they have things set up where at Mishawaka Marion or another school where you're not on campus, you know, there's not like a set schedule throughout the day where while the mirror you're on campus, they might have times where, you know, strength and conditioning at this time. And, you know, it's a little bit more structured. They're all on campus. They might be able to do more potentially. Like I said, I have no clue. It just seemed like that Marion to Lalamir to Purdue, he, there was kind of a big jump there. So I don't know where that lies, but that's just from the outside yeah. looking in from afar. Most people would compare it. Ivy as a senior to Ivy as a junior. I, I would look to compare it to Ivy as a senior at La Lou versus what he would be as a senior at Mishawaka Marion. I'd, I, mean, I guess it's hard to argue the results. He did go what two and done, and it's the fifth pick in the fifth pick in the NBA draft. And I drafted him on my fantasy team, so I am not hating him. <laughs> it's a big money league, I, you know. Um, Kyler, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I guess just sticking with the prep school talk. Um, I'm a little hit and miss when it comes to it. I mean. Obviously, I agree with Dominique here. I, I think it gets you prepared for college um, a little bit sooner. You know, I, I use Jalen Huchifino and Malik Renew as perfect examples. Um, I feel like they came in 
And for the most part, you know, with Indiana, they had an easier transition than, you know, maybe C.J. Gunn or Caleb Banks, guys that didn't go the uh, prep school route, um, just because they're used to playing against, you know, high-level competition. And even more, um, you know, the state of Indiana can provide. This is just my opinion. But um, I'm not against prep school. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Hell, I'm interrupting you. Go oh. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm not necessarily against prep schools, but I can see the arguments against them. Um, as far as Kamari, I, I hate to see him leave the state. Um, was always a fan of watching him play, especially over this past year where I thought he's just really made major improvements to his games. Um, I, I hate that for the Lawrence Central team because, you know, they take a step back. Um, you know, they, they just had no, you know, competitive, you know, fire on their end when they played Carmel the other day. And I think, Kamari would have helped them there. But, uh, you know, sad to see him go. But I wish him success, though. I mean, I don't know that preps – I guess that's my point. Um, you're looking at Jalen Hood-Shafino as if – is it Mount Verde or Mount Baird? Mount Bird. Mount Bird. You're looking at it as if Mount Vern made him what he was in the year or two. How, how many years was he there? He was there. Him and Malik were there two years. Two years. I mean, I kind of think a lot of that has to do with work ethic, genetics, and maybe if it does afford you more time to put in work, I guess that's a positive. Um, it would be athletically as long as you keep it up academically. Now, La Lumiere is a legitimate school. The, the school itself, I think, has been around since the 1950s. So at least it's not one of these basement church basement um like mount zion was like one of these church Jeez. basement schools that that uh you end up you know just basically throwing together a school at the last minute um i mean kamari lands left brownsburg for lalu and it ended up being an assorted number of prep schools prolific prep and then now this hillcrest prep talking about kamari lands not Kamari Jones, even though I keep screwing the names up as I talk to you guys individually. Um, I don't think it helped him prepare at all. He's seven games into his college career. He's averaging 3.9 points per game, shooting a robust 18% from the floor. Um, I, I think that Jalen hood Shafino, it's I, I would give him more credit than I would Mount Verde and just Jalen, and I don't know what Jalen Hood Shafino left in terms of what type of school he, you know, what type of school he left, what type of school did Renault leave, what would be their competition level there. Um, Indiana has loosened its rules a little bit on what type of teams Indiana teams can play. Uh, the, the, the issue there being distance from the state line. So it's a little bit easier now for them to play uh, top level competition. Um, obviously, Cathedral, you know, just played Centerville last night. I don't know where Centerville ranks on the, you know, the grand scheme of things, but they've got what two four star recruits. One's going to Indiana. They've got uh, two other kids that have, I think, have D one offers, uh, or at least the one kid's a six eight kid from overseas. Probably will end up getting Division one offers. You know, I don't think Cathedral lacked any level of competition in beating them last night. Um, fantastic game i will say that yeah i'm sure we'll talk about that right or at least yes somewhat um 
And maybe as we get deeper into it, we talk about your day. I, I ended up not going. I've got so much going on here. Yeah, I, I missed you. Get, I heard. I heard people were missing <laughs> me. I got kind of I got like four different text messages. Like, are you coming today? I'm like, no. <laughs> I stayed home and laid laminate flooring all day. So I think um, I think the bottom line with the prep schools is like it's just kind of like the AAU talk. Like, yeah, there's definitely some there's definitely some good situations and things, you know, kids, some kids benefit and some kids don't. And there's definitely some bad situations like, you know, elevation prep here in Fort Wayne was run out of a computer lab. Yeah. You know, Lakewood park and all that. So Zach I and I, Zach and I hammered that situation. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just, it's just kind of like that. It's like, there is some good situations and there are some bad situations and I don't know. It and I'll be fair to Zach. I hammered it. He just sat there in the video and nodded his head the whole time because <laughs> he's nicer than I am. That's why. And uh, I can't get fired. So yeah, that, that situation was a joke. I don't know who thought of it. I, you know, and you feel bad because people, people go into the, um, I forget who the coach was. He's a, he's a good guy. But Cody, Cody Henson, right? Cody. Yeah. Cody's a good guy, but you know, you look at guys like him might look at it as an opportunity, you know, and, and there's a lot of dudes that go in this situation that mean extremely well and they're in over their heads because either they don't know what they're doing or the people above them don't know what they're doing. Um, in the case of elevation prep, it's, they don't know what they're doing. The people above them don't know what they're doing. Um, but a lot of these prep schools, Donda Academy, you look – that was a mess last <laughs> year. Um, we had a kid from um, – gosh, I, I'm always forgetting this guy's name. He's from Louisville, which is why I forget his name. He went to – what's the one in Las Vegas? Um, was it the, the Finley Prep or something? Finley Prep, yeah. The kid from Louisville went to Las Vegas, um, played on one of our UA grind teams with Coach Keaton. Their meal, their meal card were uh, gift cards to like fast food places <laughs> that were all within somewhat of a walking distance to their campus. Just an outright joke. And, you know, he gained a lot of bad weight. He ended up leaving at Christmas and coming back home. I don't know. Again, he's not an Indiana kid, so I didn't necessarily follow him. And it wasn't my age group. So I didn't know him too well. I just heard a lot of the stories. Yeah, we pounded elevation prep and and you know, and I'd be clear. Zach and I went up to watch Bosco's a Bosco workout. We didn't we went on separate days, and I think we both came away there impressed. Yeah. Um, you know, and we looked at their roster and the Gillespie kid, right, from Andrean. Yeah. Probably the one kid that really benefited the most by making that switch because at Andrean he was going to be what a post player Probably, at six, three, six, four. And I have always said, I don't begrudge high school coaches who put kids in position to, because they got to win games to keep their jobs. That's the bottom line on that. But there are some times where it does put a kid in a position where it's probably not fair to his development individually. And, you know, that's, that can be a tough call sometimes because you don't want to try to stay out of it in terms of um, if it's a kid that I happen to, you know, communicate with a great deal or, or have coached in this case, you know, in, in some cases. Um, I'm glad I've never really had a kid go to prep school. 
uh, undergrad prep school. Uh, at least one that wasn't already there. I should say we had a kid from Pittsburgh back before there were certain rules. Um, yeah, we had a kid from Pittsburgh fly in every week. It was crazy. Their family had a lot of money, but I know he went to a prep school, but, mm-hmm. but again, we, I've never had a kid leave a high school and go to a prep school. I'm not sure how many kids I've had to even transfer until, until a couple kids this past team, but um, anyway. do we think, do we think, uh, what Hargrave is that where Leland Walker went? Did that help him at out at all? Any or no? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, I thought the kid, Kyler, did you think Leland Walker was a high major? No, uh, yeah. I, I sim- simply because of uh, size. That was my opinion on that. I mean, he had size issues. He had he had jump shot issues, two strikes <laughs> against him. And I can tell you that Dominique James had the same issues coming out of Richmond, and he was freshman player of the year in the Big East at at probably an inch shorter than Leland. That would be my only thing. Um, but I get it, Kyler. I mean, I, I definitely – if anybody that looked at him and felt, you know, he's too small to shoot like that, but then I didn't see how a shot progressed at Hargrave. But – it certainly didn't change his recruiting. He's at Eastern Kentucky. Right. Is he getting some playing time? I uh, yeah, yeah he, he, he comes off the bench, and I've seen a couple of games where he put some points up. I always, always thought it was wild that him and Tayshawn went to the same team. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, five, if they're not best of friends. They're right there, right? Yeah. Um. Eastern Kentucky's four and four this year. Let's check their let's check their player stats. Leland Walker is not starting. He averages 18 and a half minutes a game. Tayshawn Comer is starting. He's averaging 23 and a half minutes a game. They're both scoring right around seven points a game. Eastern Kentucky might lead the nation in steals, judging by this shit here. <laughs> Jeez. Their whole starting five has Kids that average one steal a game or more. Um, <laughs> poor Isaiah Cozart. Geez, he only averages a half steal a game. What a slacker. Jeez. But Leland's all, obviously – both of them are getting really good clock. I was going to say all gas and no breaks at Eastern Kentucky. They're up and down. Are they? All up and down, yep. Let's see. What's their um, – That fits those two then. Yeah. Yes, it does. 83.5 points per game. I'd say, yeah. 20th in the nation in scoring. Well, I got to imagine. I got to imagine IU was up there. Yeah, defensively they're three hundred and sixth. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at their Ken Palm two fifty seven on there. So obviously they're not doing enough steals, getting enough steals. Yeah. Who are their losses to? The losses: Western Kentucky, Cincinnati, Texas A and M Commerce. That can't be a good loss. Mm. And James Madison. That's not a bad. I mean, I, I like I had I like the Sun Belt, but let's see. They play Tennessee coming up Wednesday. I gotta imagine at some point Eastern Kentucky will play at Butler the next couple years. That might be a game to get to. Yeah, that sounds fun. Which was odd because Butler offered Comer. 
Yeah, but I don't I don't know that I don't know. I mean, it certainly didn't change his recruiting, Leland Walker's recruiting. And he was getting those offers beforehand. And and we we know he did it because you know the the problem with and I know Zach teaches elementary school, so he may not know completely have his head wrapped around this concept, but you know, when the state dictates a great deal of a school's curriculum, especially its graduation process, it, it's hard to um, it's hard to work outside those boundaries, um, mixing it with the NCAA. Meaning this, I know Leland Walker was having a core class issue that he couldn't resolve at North Central, which is why he left. And I'm sure at Hargrave, they don't have the core class issues. And the NCAA makes it hard to stack your core classes in your final year uh, with with some relatively new rules. But there would be a time, like Robert Vaden left Pike simply because he was not going to be able to pass enough core classes with what, the time he had remaining at Pike. And he went there and, and got what he needed. And obviously passed it because he was eligible. Was he eligible right away at Indiana? I think so. Uh, it's been a minute since he's, since he's been through, but that was, that was a large part of what guys went to prep schools for. A lot of times they would leave school the final month of the year after the season was over. So they wouldn't quote graduate. Kyler's probably too young to remember that time. Dominique, you're probably too young to remember that time. Kids would leave. Kids would leave high school in May, so they wouldn't graduate and enroll in a prep school, do an extra year, and then graduate. The NCAA changed the verbiage on that, on rules dealing with that. Um, and then they then they changed the rules so you can't just stack your core classes in your final year. You have to have somewhat of a, somewhat of a progressive element to it. Um, and you're locked into a certain number of core classes after your junior year. But, you know, from my perspective, it's still pretty easy to be eligible. I mean, the NCAA bends over backwards to, to help kids get eligible. They they take your best grades. So, anybody else jumping in? No clue on that, Jim. No clue nope. on the. <laughs> nope. I've been I've been on the prep school stuff. I've been on oh. the, or on or on Kamari or any other any other instances. I think overall, it just sucks to see a talented player like him leave the state again. So. Yeah, I would say, Zach. That's probably my under underlying sentiment in it. Yeah. We just hate seeing. I hate seeing kids I hate leave. Seeing kids leave. Yeah. Especially good situations. I mean, LC was going to be good this year. You know, they started the year two and zero. Yeah. Um, Probably could have at least had a fighting chance to beat Lawrence North. So. Yeah. I don't know. They were. I don't. I would have liked to have seen him play Carmel. I mean, Kamari's pretty good defender when he's when he's locked in. I mean, he'd have been pretty hyped for that game. I'd imagine. I mean, Carmel's one of those schools that gets everybody's best shots. The Spin Davis group is getting everybody's best shot. Cathedral's going to get everybody's best shot. 
people better figure out playing pen to give them their best shot, right, Zach? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right, well, we'll move on, get to our weekly stuff. Best games, best teams, best player performance. Dominique, what was the uh, best game you saw this week? I guess that would have been Tuesday night at Blackhawk Christian, Fort Wayne North at Blackhawk. Um, great. One of Sarah, my locks. Yeah, one of your locks. Um, one of my locks of the week, Blackhawk <laughs> over Fort Wayne North. It was a uh, – the JV game might have been better. We had a buzzer beater tie game with like 10 seconds left and a kid banked in a three at the buzzer. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Because because that that we had Coach Davidson ceremony was which was awesome, cool. um, and then the game got started. But um, it was competitive in the first half. Uh, Blackhawk kind of had the lead. Uh, Gage Sefton got two early fouls and was out pretty quick. But uh, Isaac Smith, six four junior for Blackhawk, we, we had questions about their shooting. That was kind of their only question mark in two A with Blackhawk is. They have shooting, enough shooting, and he came in and had 15, was their second leading scorer. He had at least four, might, might have had five threes. I did leave a little bit early. Um, but Kellen Pickett really picked it up in the first half, was really good. The 6'8 sophomore for Blackhawk, um, he was he was really good. And for, for Northside, Briante Johnson, it is pronounced Briante. It looks like Bronte, but it's Briante Johnson. He, um, he had a really good game as well. I think he had 21 six steals, seven assists, something like that. Um, getting to the rim, he was hard to stop, especially around here when he gets downhill, gets to the rim. Um, but I think some of their other guys they picked up, Jackson Fugate had nine points, three threes, six five wing. He's a junior. He's He can really shoot it for him. Um, but I just think the two guys that got uh, Eugene Young from Pike and Jackson Fugate just need to be more assertive, more aggressive. Just from watching that game, they just kind of stood on the perimeter and then shot from the perimeter and didn't do much else. So Blackhawk Black ended up winning pretty convincingly. Um, but I think that was my best game of the week. Cool. One of my locks. My other lock was Oak Hill over Norwell. That went well. <laughs> that did not. Yeah, that did not go well. <laughs> Zach's locks were... Pin over Crown Point and South Bend Washington over Elkhart. Who won that game? Oh, Washington. Elkhart Washington. is rotten. Are they really? Yeah. Did you know uh, that when you made that pick? I mean, it's I knew they cheating. Weren't, I it's knew they weak. weren't great. It's weak. It's weak sauce, man. Well, John, what was your best game of the week? John Glenn beat him again last night. Ugh. <laughs> what was um, your... Yeah, so my best game. That, the girls' game I saw yesterday was not great. We'll just say that. Oh my gosh, I watched that wa South Bend Washington girls team just take the Fort Wayne South girls to the woodshed. Holy smokes! Um, my, I'm going to stay there though with with the the boys' game right after that. Um, that was the best game I saw. Washington has really good depth, led by a lot of upperclassmen. Um, Marcus Northern played well. He's gotten a lot better over the last couple of years. I know he was kind of a higher prospect at one point, but has really stepped it up. Shooting has improved. Leadership's improved. Still gets to the basket pretty easily. Um, 
Fort Wayne South had some good guys too, though. I like Damarian Washington. He's pretty tough for them, senior. Uh, but then they have a freshman who is six six, Zach Belcher. He's he he played pretty well too. Got in some foul trouble though, trying to block shots. Um, who was that got, with again? That's Fort Wayne South. Okay. Maybe Dominique can talk a little more about him too, if if he knows anything else. I, he plays for Indy Heat, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, he's. I haven't seen him in a game yet this year, but. He looks like he's really, you know, got some good good frame on him and athletic. Still maybe a little bit raw offensively. Definitely raw. Uh, but didn't, re- yeah, he... di- didn't rebound it too well because of uh, not strong enough, I guess. Hands weren't working out for him yesterday. But, but like I said, he had some good blocks in the game. Uh, ended up with six points, six rebounds, I think is what I had him for. But like I said, also was in foul trouble because he's trying to get to protect the rim and block everything. So. But that was my best game. Omarion Washington, like I said, is really tough for Southside. Yeah, I've not seen him. It's been a while since I've seen South play. I mean, it's kind of hit and miss on what they've been. Fort Wayne's just kind of so uneven. There's such ebbs and flows in that school district. The way the the way their school choice situation is, as far as kids just kind of getting to go wherever the heck they want, it seems like, right, Dominique? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. They're pretty, like I said, ebbs and flows. Uh, in like I said, South Side, North Side, some of those teams are just, just you never know week to week. Sometimes. Kyler, what was your best game? Man, I'm looking through. Uh, so I I only went out to the sneakers for Santa um, last That's week, a, and I'm looking at three bad, games. Or... Not a bad place to be. Yeah, I got. I somehow managed to fit seven games in for that but uh, nice. Um, yeah, I could honestly. There's like three I could pick from, but I think just from atmosphere and just you know high how uh, high level it was, I'm gonna have to go with Ben Davis versus uh, Kokomo. Um, nice. Ben Davis won fifty eight fifty one. Obviously, you know people wanted to see Flory versus Zane, um, and and it lived up to the hype. Those guys just really went at each other. Um, and it was pretty neck and neck. I mean. Flory was incredible. 16 points, 16 rebounds, seven blocks. I mean, him watching him block shots, he's just so quick off his feet. And it just, you know, it makes my jaw drop every time I see something like that. Um, <laughs> and I know Kokomo, like, they had the momentum. Like, Ben Davis kind of was, like, bouncing around a four-point lead, two-point lead um, for the majority of the second half. And Kokomo was starting to really get the momentum. And then within, like, five defensive sequences – uh, Flory Badunga picks three, picks up three fouls. Um, he already had two in the first half, and then he fouled out around two twenty-two to play. Um, and that just kind of, you know, all the air came out of the balloon there. Um, and then Ben Davis was able to, you know, go on and pick up the win. Uh, moved to five and zero. Uh, KJ Wyndham had ten points. Um, for Ben Davis and then Patrick uh, Hardyman, um, for Kokomo had eleven points. He was really good. Made a lot of aggressive plays throughout. Um, but Flory and Zane. Um, and Zane also had 13 points, eight rebounds. Um, but yeah, Flory and Zane really went at each other. It, it lived up to the hype. Um, really wishing Flory had, wouldn't have fouled out so we could have seen, a, you know, maybe maybe a different result there. But uh, great game overall. That that would have been the one game I definitely wanted to see. Um, I just, I don't know. I had a good day yesterday. I mean, I had a productive day. Done a lot of floor, watched soccer, watched America get beat. That kind of sucked. And. Then I watched IU get beat. That kind of sucked. So maybe it wasn't that good of a day after all. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
Man, I tell you what, I had a rough week game wise. Uh, the I mean, probably the most competitive game of the week was Ben Davis and Southport, and it was a rock fight. It was two teams. Well, both both teams. I guess both teams definitely were very good defensively. They they battled. They were competitive. It was a very athletic, very. Um, hard work. I mean, both teams were just getting after each other and, you know, there just isn't offensively for either team. There just wasn't a lot of movement off the ball. I don't know if by design or, or basically dictated because of the defense. And I know even the best moving teams uh, can get mucked up a little bit by really good defense and, and really athletic defense. And of course, both those teams have at it. So I guess that's the game I'm going with. Um, Jaden Pinkston, Makes a huge is a huge impact for Southport. Uh, his brother is a nice addition, but but Jaden is a game changing defender. He is an excellent rebounder at this level. He definitely will be able to rebound his position at college. Uh, his offense is still rim or bust, basically. I mean his sh- his shots smoothing out a little bit, and he did get some open looks, but I don't he didn't hit any of them. Um. But it's 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 a work in progress. I mean, all these kids at this age are works in progress. But but he is he's taking steps in that direction. At least now, I mean, the ball looks good coming off his hand. Um, but Ben Davis did a great job of not getting of not letting Dantzler have a whole lot of room. Uh, both teams were very inefficient finishing at the rim. Of course, not a whole lot of uncontested looks at the rim either even though they might get by their man or they might, you know, be able to get out in transition. I mean, from a defensive standpoint, that game was as impressive as it gets, but everything was contested. Uh, it, it ended up going to overtime. I did not get a chance to stay for the overtime period. Um, but, you know, Ben Davis ended up winning by three in overtime and, and pretty impressed with Southport's grit, pretty impressed with, you know, there were a couple times where they could have folded and didn't. And, and in a game like this, folding would have meant being down eight or ten. Uh, there were also a couple times where Southport had a little bit of control. Uh, then, then Ben Davis came out and scored, I think, ten straight points out of a timeout. And then it just never got – there was never much separation from them between those two uh, the rest of the game, clearly. Uh, but it was – offensively, it was tough to watch. Um. But defensively, you you get it. You know, you watch those two teams go after each other. Um, you know, and and it's going to be, um, you know, they're both Southport's probably a little better than what I thought. And I, and I don't not that we didn't think they had talent. It was just pulling it all together, being healthy for one. Because Dancers had you know Dancers coming back. He really didn't do much this fall and didn't finish the summer because of an injury. Um, so it was good to see him play. Uh, but the last time I saw him on that, last time I saw him on Southport's floor, I think he put up 46. So he did not put up 46 Wednesday night. (laughs) They definitely weren't going to let him do that. Uh, Zach, who was your best team of the week? Best team, um, going with my Kingsman from Penn. Yeah. Kind of figured that's where that was going. Yeah, they had it all working last night against Crown Point. Crown Point's way down. Just have AJ Lux now. 
That's it. I thought yeah. they had. I thought they had some others. I mean, I know Keaton. They've got Keaton didn't play, there. But... Last, he's there last night. But Swan's kid was sick last night. And is Keaton it... on the team? Yeah, yeah. He oh, played. yeah. He decided to play. Well, he didn't play in the summer. Yeah, he played. He didn't play in the summer. He, if he did, I missed him. Must have changed have, his mind. They have some good young talent coming up. Looks like, but yeah, Penn just Marcus took over and then the rest of the guys got going and they were, they were having a lot of fun last night. That was a class coach Swan was looking forward to. I think it had good size. We kind of figured AJ wasn't going to be five foot three forever. Not when your dad's six, nine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that we ever, any of us thought AJ would be as tall as his dad, but we thought six, five, six, six wing would be nice. And that's exactly what he is uh, as well as he shoots it. But then the other, the, the bigger kids of that class just quit growing. Book being one of them. He was such a physical kid when he was younger. And it, uh, you know, some diminished returns when you don't continue to grow. But, yeah, I was, I was surprised at how that score turned out. Yeah. I mean, Marcus finished with, uh, what, 33? Yeah. 33 or 34. Joey Garwood hit some shots. Marcus started off the game with three threes. So, oh. yeah. And then four four for six from threes. Nine of ten from the free throw line. So, he finishes everywhere. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, in a couple weeks how how he handles being guarded by Logan Imes when they play Zionsville. Next week, yeah. At, that's uh, what, that's what at I South. would keep an eye on, yeah. Yeah, at Southport. Because I know – I know uh, longer guards give him issues sometimes, so that'll be a good matchup. He won't guard Logan, but Logan, I would assume, will be on him. He probably guards Snively if if they if their starting lineup remains the same. I mean, Gatetti looked good last night. He's still a little raw too, but he's grown a couple inches. Uh, Dirt actually, Dirty Dirt actually played well for them. That's probably the first good game I've seen him play. Um, then, then they had they showed their depth too with with Trey Miller and Don Bonner came in and uh, Ethan Good's pretty tough little guard for them too that they're gonna have uh, next year. But but it was it was a nice performance. Dominique, who was your best team of the week? My best team of the week. I'm going with the Homestead Spartans. Um, I was there Friday night against Warsaw at home. I got to get a picture of the scoreboard, Jim, put it up. On Twitter. Yeah, we need, to, we need to do that. I need to shame. We need to shame my, my need to send it to my Carmel AD here and see if we can't get something like that. Man, they got, they got the live game going at, on the scoreboard on video as you're like a college NBA really? game. They got commercials during timeouts. <laughs> They, Greenfield they got Central's on. got a pretty Greenfield Central has a pretty decent scoreboard, but it's not. I don't think they don't have the live game stuff, but they do have commercials. It's pretty funny. Yeah, they have pregame hype. The same thing. Did they pregame yeah. hype video? Yeah, yeah they, it was. That was awesome. Homestead had the hype video for the game. It was. They got a new yeah. gym, so yeah. Um, it was, and had it was, a hype video too. Yeah, Carmel's. Did they Carmel's Carmel's situation is weird. They've got one of the old bowl gyms. And it wasn't built up. It wasn't elevated. 
so the, the the beams have been a little bit lower than say like Connorsville or or Southridge. Um, uh, it's probably a lot like Lagodi in terms of its in terms of its the uh, how high or how low the ceiling is compared to those other gyms. Can't compare Newcastle because Newcastle goes twice as high or almost twice as high, so that's not comparable. Um, but it would be hard to put a huge scoreboard. Like that's why Carm. That's probably why Carmel's never had a scoreboard in the middle of the floor. I always thought that was cool. We'd go to the wigwam, or we'd go to Marion. Well, no, Marion didn't have it. We'd go to the wigwam, and Anderson always had scoreboard hanging down from the middle. I always thought it was cool because it would made me think of like you know MS, you know Market Square Arena where the Pacers played back in the day, and stuff like that impressed me as a kid. And and it's it's given way to these huge scoreboards on walls and, and uh, yeah, Greenfield's got something like that. I've seen quite a few. You know who yeah, actually you has a nice, a nice video board in the middle is Highland. Do they? They have a real nice four-way video board in the middle. They're hanging like you're saying in the middle. See, Munster should have something like that, right? Yeah. They just have the old scoreboards hanging in the middle still. So that's, pen. And that's the way, uh, yeah, pens. <laughs> Munster has the the little dome has the yeah LC LC had the Lawrence Central had the exact same type of gym until they built the little squeeze box they have now. Um, I just always feel so cramped when I'm at Lawrence Central. I don't I don't know why, but always do. Um, you know, it's um, have you guys been to Jasper's gym yet? Nope. Kyler, have you been to Jasper? I'm trying to think back if I ever went when I was younger to watch my brother play. I don't think I ever did. No, that 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 one's burned down. So this would be yeah. Different. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never have. Yeah, you need to go down there. Yeah, I, I do. Find when Bedford plays Jasper or something. I don't know if they play Jasper, but find a good game where Jasper is playing somebody that you might have interest in. I mean, Jasper is usually pretty decent. Their their gym is incredible. It is. I don't know if it's my favorite gym, but unfortunately, my favorite gym is no longer used. So, welcome to the wigwam, <laughs> Kyler. Who was your best team? I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Linton Stockton. Um, oh, nice. They beat. Uh, they beat Heritage Christian, um, sixty-four fifty-two yesterday. I mean, they. Uh, they just look like a well-oiled machine out there. Um, they had nine three pointers uh, between Joey Hart and Logan Webb. Logan Webb had twenty three points. Um, had five of those three pointers. Um, Joey Hart um, had twenty one points. Um, senior forward Nathan uh, Frady, I think, or Frady, however you want to pronounce his last name, mm-hmm. um, had a double double of twelve points and ten rebounds. And then Braden Walters and uh, freshman Paul Oliver, uh, they were great defensively, but. Uh, I mean, they only won by 12, but I mean, there was times where they were up 20, um, but uh, they, uh, yeah, they just looked really good from start to finish. They worked really well off each other. Um, Coach Hart's got a really good team this year and um, just really, really impressed with them, especially if you've got Logan Webb, you know, and Joey Hart, you know, dropping each 20 points like that. So um, really, really good performance in front of me. Yeah. Mine would have to be Cathedral. You know, Delaney was not. I, first of all, Cathedral or Burbuff's gym is is small, and I know these things cost money. But they need a new gym, or they need to do something with that gym. I I, I know this stuff is expensive, and 
it's not just something you snap your fingers. Um, but they, it's super, super tight in there. And I had to sit by the scores table in the front row. I was basically sitting next to Delaney the whole game. <laughs> or, well, maybe he wasn't so much sitting, but I was next to Delaney the whole game. And he was not, he wasn't happy really for most of the game. They were not getting downhill. They weren't looking to turn the corner. They, they, um, they were kind of sloppy to begin the beginning of the game. Uh, they let Evan Haywood get loose a couple times. Um, I, I, I can't, I will say Burbuff's junior class is, is pretty strong. Uh, they just weren't, they just ran out of gas against Cathedral. And, and even though Cathedral never really had this huge run or this huge explosive set of plays that, you know, were changing the momentum of the game or, or you act like they were knocking Burbuff out, every time you'd look up, you'd see Cathedral be up by five more points. Uh, you know, you, Burbuff would come down and have a basket, and you'd look up, and Bur- somehow Burbuff was down by even more than what you were. And they looked, they just were consistent, and they kind of grinded the game out. And I think there was a stretch in the fourth quarter where it did kind of get out of hand a little bit. But but beyond that, they, they still were good. I mean, they've got a lot of pieces. I, I think they're still trying to figure out who they're best with at running the point. Did you did you get that dynamic, Kyler? Saturday, what what did you think about their rotations? It was fine. Um, I think they started LeBron um, at point. Yeah, um, they did. The, yeah, the guys then, they started. Uh, so they started Friday night. Uh, you since since you said that, I want to. They start LeBron. Hold on, they started LeBron. Um, let me get that real quick. They started LeBron. Um, I hope if I have the right year. We did learn that uh, Kamari Slaughter's eligible. Then I see. Yeah, we kind of, yeah, we, <laughs> so, yeah. So what I saw, it was LeBron, they started see, the first half and then Kamari Slaughter started the second half. Okay, and then so there was, was a... Le- LeBron, Sincere, Jake Davis, Jerron Tibbs, Xavier Booker. That was who they started Friday night against Burbuff. Same thing on Saturday yeah. for us. Hey, Kyler did, um, cause I, I was, I, well, I watched most of that game last night, but I, I turned it on with like in the second quarter. Did LeBron, did he play? The rest of like he played like the first score and then didn't play the rest of the game. So I I don't think I remember seeing him at all in the second half. Honestly, I think you're right. I now that I think about it, I don't think he did play um, the rest of that game. I don't think. I mean, look, this is game to game stuff, and this is. I mean, Delaney wasn't real happy with a whole lot of his guard play against Prabhup. <laughs> to be blunt. He wasn't real happy at all. I mean, and I'm not speaking, this isn't the things, you know, this is me sitting next to the bench. So if I, I hope, and this is things he's yelling on the court. <laughs> this isn't stuff he's turning to his assistants and saying, and I'm picking up on it and relaying it. There were, although there's a lot there. Um, he was, he was openly pissed at, at LeBron at, at golf for missing reads off ball screen action, basically trying to get him to look behind the play. Now it's, I can, I can tell, I, I know from experience and cause we use a lot of ball screens, we use a lot of dribble handoffs. We use a lot of call it get action where basically it's kind of a give and go uh, type action. We, we tell our kids all the time, the back action read is the best read. And then we mix it in with always look for your shot first. You know, you're if you're open, take it. If you're if you get downhill, get downhill. And 
But after that, the back action read is always the best read. If you come off a ball screen and you don't get downhill and pinch the deep, if you don't get downhill and score or get downhill and pinch the defense and you end up passing it in the direction that you're going. So you don't make the defense work at all. You're just passing the direction that you're looking or the, the direction that you're going. Effectively, that's the direction that you're looking. You're not progressing the play. You're not making the defense work. So if you're not getting downhill, if you're not putting pressure on the defense, the back action read is probably open because that means you're not, there's someone there helping or someone there showing, you know, whatever, you know, whatever your terminology is. And they were not even looking for it. And specifically at that moment, it was, it was golf. He wasn't finding it. And this was being, you know, repeated over and over for a few possessions. And finally Delaney took him out. And he did get back into play, but you know, I they, look. They were. I thought they were better with Slaughter at the point. Anyone got any else? Anyone got any thought on that? I know this is I mean, your. Actually, this is my. This is my best team. So this is my. This is my stretch. Anybody? Anybody got? You got a thought on that, Kyler? I mean, I thought their guard play was fantastic yesterday. Was okay. Um, I mean, especially with Drawn Tibbs, who dropped uh, thirty-three points. So, um. And then Kamari Slaughter, I mean, he had 12 points, but, I mean, they looked fine. I mean, Derek Kennedy hit a big shot at the end, uh, towards the end, too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I didn't see any really complaints. I, I will say, obviously, with LeBron not playing um, you know, the last three quarters, you know, Kamari kind of took over that, and I thought I thought everything looked fine with him. Yeah. I thought they were best with him at the point, mostly because he's just – it's all he wants to do is get downhill. Um. He didn't shoot the ball well against Prabhav from the from from range, uh, which was the scouting report I gave my kids when we played him in the summer, and he started the game with three threes. Was what you know they thought I was crazy. Uh, <laughs> that was a weird. That was a weird game. We were on twenty four to six, came back, lost by two in overtime. Um, I mean, I I love Kamari. I, I I don't know that I I don't know where I. Th- I'm not sure I know what position he is in college. I think maybe you just go get him, kind of figure it out. But I think ultimately he's he has a pretty good head for running a team. I thought that he was they were best with him at the point against Brabuff. Um Jake Davis was really good. I know there was a stretch there where uh, Delaney leaned over and said he was two two charges away from setting a state record for a career. I didn't know they kept those stats. You know, for a career, so I, I assume they do. I don't know how I don't know how old the record is or how long they've been keeping it, but but uh, it's not on the IHSA website. You know, the stuff they have points, rebounds, assists, da da da, charges taken. I don't know that I've ever seen that. Maybe should have got one yesterday. Uh, huh? Uh, no, he should have gotten one yesterday. Uh, Gabe Tubbs flew down and like Jake Davis was there the whole time. You know, yeah. all in transition, and they didn't call it. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> Trying to keep Jake from setting the record. Um, Booker struggled to find anything going against Brabuff. Um, Zach Weeks, their their new kid who transferred in. Where did he transfer in from? Don't mm-hmm. everybody speak at once. New New Jersey. Did he? Maybe. Yeah. Where's from? Between them and Fisher's getting the uh, out of the blue big man transfer, I think Fisher's got the 
better into that deal, but I mean, I think Zach Meeks could be effective for them. He's he's a big he's a big kid. Did he play football? Do we know? Well, I would assume with that size, I hope. He's a big kid. I I mean, he would. I, I think he and Booker can be in situations where they play together. But understandably, Delaney doesn't have Zach Davis or Jake Davis, sorry, out of the game a whole lot. He's more apt to take Booker out right now than Jake. And a lot of it's just defensive, again, defensive awareness, stuff like that. Um, it was not Tibbs' best offensive game, so it was good to see him, I guess, get going against Centerville. He just, just, I guess against Burbuffy, he didn't shoot the ball well. He had some nice stuff in transition. Cathedral was really good in transition where Burbuff wasn't. Um, Burbuff killed Cathedral on the offensive glass. Killed him. That shouldn't happen, right? Nope. No. It, it did sort of cease or subside a little bit in the second half. But Merrick Macaluso crushed it in the in the first half. I bet he had five offensive rebounds in the first half, maybe six. And he was going up in traffic and getting them. You know, hence some of the issues with what life for Booker is going to be in the Big Ten. Merrick, Merrick Macaluso is 6'4", good athlete, glue guy. He would be a kid that would play on a lot of, you know, on most teams. Uh, for Brabup, he's got a little bit of a bigger role. Shot looks, he shoots the ball pretty well now. Um, you know, he came up, I think he came up as a Zionsville kid. And enrolled at, um, he's a lot like um, Zaglinski from Zionsville, basically. He's that type of player. Feisty and and never quits. So, Kyler, who was your, Kyler, who, what was your best player performance of the week? <clears throat> Damn. Uh, Got to give it to uh, Drawn Tibbs. Yeah. Um, 33 points, I mean. Centerville really didn't have any answers with him. I mean, Gabe Cubs did struggle to guard him a little bit. Um, I think if they would have been able to, you know, get a few stops on Tibbs, I think Centerville could have came out with the win there. But, I mean, he was money every shot. He shot it so well from, you know, deep. Um, got to the rim pretty easily. Um, used his athleticism well. But, yeah, 33 points, I, I just can't not give that to him. He was the best player, probably other than Flory, um, throughout the day yesterday. Gabe Cups or Braden Smith? Ask me in two years. <laughs> Ask me now. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited. I like. I'm I like Gabe. I like I Gabe. I just. I think Archie. The, the irony of Archie Miller saying Braden Smith was too small was. Oh, he didn't say it publicly. I know he said it. I know he was saying it in meetings. That Braden Smith was probably too small to help them win in the Big Ten was okay. All right. I guess that under undermined his entire college career, but the difference was Braden Smith could shoot. And Gabe shot it pretty well too. Uh, I meant I, between I yeah be, between Braden and Archie Miller as a player. I coached against Archie Miller, so I I saw that I saw him up close and personal. Um, Archie wasn't a great shooter. Braden Smith's an outstanding, you know, at least especially his last two years at Westfield, an outstanding shooter. Gabe shoot the ball well. 
Yeah, he did. And I even yeah. jokingly, uh, before the game, I was trying to do film and everything. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to get very many highlights with Gabe. Because normally Gabe's not really a scorer like that. Like he yeah. was. He had 25 yeah. points. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to get any highlights. And then, of course, he goes off and I got a ton. And I was really pumped about that. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, he shot the ball really well yesterday. Well, one thing I like about Gabe is he wins a lot of games. He's a competitor. So if he goes to IU and wins a lot of games, happy. <laughs> Dominique, who was your best player performance? Mine was six eight sophomore from Blackhawk, Kellen Pickett, who I mentioned a little bit earlier. Yeah, yeah. he was really good. He had twenty four and ten on North Side. Um, great hands, good feet, good great motor. Uh, hit two threes. Um, but yeah, he uh, he he was really good. And yeah, coaches need to be be looking at him for sure at the Division one level. Yeah. Gee, Zach, who was your who was your top player performance of the week? Easy. I'm I'm not gonna go with Marcus this time. I'm oh. gonna go. I'm going with uh I'm going with the sophomore myself. I saw Chase Konezny Friday oh, night. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Adams. Uh he had 36 in that game, six threes. Uh scored anytime he wanted to, basically. He's he's long enough to get a shot off over most people. Um I actually I've talked to a few people since then and like during that game and they think he's better than JR was as a sophomore. JR obviously was more uh is more athletic but and but Chase tall, is further longer. along. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean Chase is longer. He's long too, but JR is more athletic, but but Chase can score it. He's sneaky on the dribble and gets to the basket when he wants to. He's getting stronger too. So, uh I think JR is a later bloomer. Yeah, just from a just from a, especially from a core core strength development, just being sure. able to function and take contact and things like that. I mean, Chase was, you know, we're we're picking nits at this point. Chase was really good in, in the fall league. I mean, he was, you know, it's not every you know you we play these games and you got to go out and you, you get situations where you pick a dude and you're like, okay, we need to shut this kid down, right? You know, it's and it's. uh it's rare when you do that in a league like that, and it's rare when it's a sophomore. But yeah, I just I thought, and I thought Jr. Have, has more functionality as a primary ball handler. But then I don't, you know, I didn't see, I haven't seen Chase yet play for for a St. Joe's either. Does he? Does yeah, he, he handle plays much for them? off the ball. No, he plays off off the ball. Yeah, and I think Jr. played off the ball more. But there were a lot of times where he was their primary ball handler. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's that's hard to do, and still be you know still be a go to guy without just jacking it up, which is going to lead me to my top player performance of the week. Someone who handles that adjustment quite well is Jalen Harrelson. Um, he he ended up with thirty three last night against Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon, by the way, extremely young, extremely young. Three really good freshmen, a good sophomore who I don't think played yesterday. I have to think about that. Um, I don't remember him playing yesterday, so I don't know if he was sick or what. Tanner Teschendorf is, um, I think he had a kind of a big game for them early in the year. A really good sophomore shooter. Really, I think he plays the point too. But with with Julie, with Juju Smith and and the younger Ertle kid there, uh, I mean they've got two or three legitimate point guards at Mount Vernon, but. For Fishers, Harrelson 
first half, I kind of coasted a little bit. I was kind of disappointed, and I was thinking about the kind of the production that Sicily put up against Brownsburg. And even though Brownsburg was definitely the better team, right, Kyler? Yeah. Sicily was... held his own against what what is typically a very good and physical defense. Yeah, he, he struggled a little bit the first half, but that second half, that's where he really got going. He just doesn't have a whole lot of help around him. And and Rhodes, Coach Rhodes does a nice job, especially defensively with his crew. Uh, really impressed with how Ertl and, and Juju defend. Juju's Julian Smith. Um, extremely physical. Smith is. Certainly willing to be physical. And... You know, so it wasn't like I expected Harrelson to go out and dominate, but he, he coasted in the first half a little bit. In the second half, he did not coast. He had 21 points in the second half. Uh, he was doing a little bit of everything. He was bringing the ball up. He was coming off screens. He was screening. Um, watching him move without the basketball is what prompted a couple of tweets last night. I wasn't necessarily talking – I wasn't really tweeting about the game because it wasn't a game that we had featured um, in the preview stuff. Um, not that that has to be a one-to-one correlation. I just was kind of taking a night off from tweeting during games, I guess. Um, you know, he would he would cut into a post-up, kind of one of my favorite things to do for kids that have matchup issues, and he creates a lot of matchup issues out there. Uh, they, they run a lot of stuff where he's sort of a di- diversion brother people and that's where Tate Metzger comes into play um and you know Metzger hit some big shots for them when the game was still still kind of tight uh they're they're German the kid they got from Germany Keenan Garner uh decent athlete he's definitely going to help them he is a little I compared him earlier to Zach we talked a little bit in reference to Zach Meeks those two guys being sort of out of the blue transfers uh, that you know, not not within not intrastate state transfers, but you know, from other places. Uh, Garner's little is more skilled. He's shiftier with the ball. Uh, he is capable of driving and scoring. I think he he probably could rebound a little better than what he did at least in the first half. Um, Fishers wasn't super assertive in this in the first half. The second half they were a lot sharper, a little bit more urgency. And, you know, Jalen just took it to a whole new level. He he cut into ISO. I like how um, I like how Garrett gets him into um, isolation situations. It's never bring the ball up and just get out of the way for, for Jalen. It's moving him into space and and letting him uh, making his defender guard something before he gets into isolation situations. And he's incredible at it. He finishes. He gets around the basket. Unless he gets fouled, he's going to finish. Now, there's not a whole lot of rim protection for Mount Vernon, so we'll see what happens when Jalen goes up against bigger bodies. Um, but he understood the assignment, basically, which was if once I get by my man, uh, there ain't a whole lot stopping me. I mean, Mount Vernon's got some decent length. The Hackett kids improved, um, you know, um, but but for the most part, there, there's not a lot of size on that team. Uh, Fisher's got a couple of nice weapons that I'm sure at some point we'll talk about, but Harrelson was was definitely, especially the way he played in the second half, was the best player performance that I saw this week. 
All right, where's everybody going this week? Fisher's Carmel. Fisher's Carmel, Tuesday night. Ooh, big time. That's the only gonna, game. Definitely going to be there. Me. That's the only game you're seeing this week? I got Vegas on this weekend for the IU game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, busy. So, uh, are you going to be able to do things in Vegas? <laughs> well, I get there Thursday night, and then Friday I got all day to do whatever. Then Saturday, work working the game. So, so are you going there? Are you going there a day early on purpose? Or are you going there? Yeah, yeah, I'm going there. My, I, I've got my aunt and uncle are going to be there, so hang out. Oh, with okay, them do some there you stuff. Go. That helps. So. I was going to ask if you if, if the if the full tab was getting picked up or what. <laughs> That's still being worked on. So. Still being <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that figured out. That's fair. Um. All right, anybody else? Where? Come on, where are you going this week? Come on. Potentially Norwell at Dwinger Tuesday, and then I'll be at Southport on Saturday uh, for yeah. the last, the final four games. Okay. Zach, what do you got coming up this week? Um. I think I'm only going to be able to get to one this week. Um, and I'm going to try to get to Brownsburg at Chesterton. That's on oh, Saturday. Be, oh, that'll be a good one. That's Wait, good is one. that it? That's at Chesterton? Yeah, I believe so, right? Am I looking at it right? Well, you're going yeah. to Indy, Zach. Yeah, you probably, Brownsburg probably at Chesterton, Chesterton, 6 p.m. You could go to their game. It doesn't say it's an Indy. No, it's a Chesterton, 6 yeah, o'clock. That's what I mean, yeah. You could go to another game. You could swing over to let's see if Valpo's got what Valpo's got going on. Who beat Valpo? Northridge. Northridge, yeah. Yep. And they beat Culver Academy. Big weekend for them. Wow. Yeah, Culver may not have much outside of those two dudes, though. Outside of Farrell, outside of Lucas or Cooper. Cooper. And uh, Fowler. Fowler, yeah. Fola. I butcher I butcher names. If I if it's in front of me, I could read it like it's nothing. But I butcher names. We like I said, our go our piece de resistance is Cacalia mispronouncing that thing for four years. <laughs> Tuesday night, Carmel Fishers. Friday night, Carmel Noblesville. Saturday, be at Southport all day probably. After missing all of Brownsburg, I probably got to get to Southport. I'm a little bummed I'm going to miss Southport. I always love going there. Yeah, at least you got to do – at least you got to do both. Sneak. Yeah. You got to do one or the other. Yeah. I'm, yeah, unfortunately, I got to go out to Sneakers, which was a very, pro- very fun event. The problem with Southport, and I might look into figuring that out at least temporarily, their cell service with AT&T sucks. Awful. And that's not uh, Southport. This is not Southport's fault, but I don't know how good their Wi-Fi is. I maybe maybe for that event they'll let us tap into it. Or, or sure do. Yeah. What about Verizon? Is that? I, yeah, uh, I have Verizon. I, I still struggle with it too. Uh, I think it's okay. just great. Well, that help that helps me with my short term. I wonder if T-Mobile would be any different. Thinking about yeah. buying a, um, just buying like a little mobile cell device to tap in like a hotspot which i I think ends up being like 20 bucks a month do that during the school season 
so at least because one of the nice things because or Dominique just got an iPad and did it have its own radio in it or do you have to tether it? Is mean no. as far as give having service like without yeah. Wi-Fi? No, yeah. it's it's yeah, it has sir. I can use it when you I'm can, driving and you yeah, can get I, its anywhere. Own, it can have yeah. its own service. Yeah, it has its own service. Doesn't I always had my I liked having a different cell provider for my iPad than my phone. So that way, if one didn't work, the other one probably would when I was in the gym. But yeah, Southport is where cell signals go to die. <laughs> Get on the uh, Wi-Fi. It's big help. Wi-Fi is pretty good there. Yeah, okay. good. Um, Get on that then. Where else is horrible? Um, Northwood's horrible. Northwood's horrible? Yes. Well, that could just be inside and out. That's the pit. No, it's... <laughs> oh, it's because it's the pit. <laughs> it's just the yeah. pit, yeah. It's just the pit. Uh, where was I? Uh, let's see. Where was I Friday night? Oh my god! Oh, Burbuff. Yeah, Burbuff's kind of bad too. But and it's not always Eastern Peak and Eastern's terrible. I just think, yeah, I think it's just gyms, just a lot of metal, a lot of lot of concrete. I was gonna say, doesn't don't high schools usually not generally want their kids to have a ton of service as well just so they're not on their phones all day potentially no they don't yeah but they don't i don't think the high schools maybe some do but i don't think high schools have any restrictors because of all the computer use yeah and their true. buildings because that would also that would also impact wi-fi those those kids in schools kids that Gosh. if schools allow phones in schools <laughs> they, they they let them use the wi-fi so <clears throat> Kid, All right, kids, kids don't want to be on their phones on Wi-Fi in school anyway. They do or they don't. They, they do. don't. No, they don't. You can't look oh. stuff up on Wi on your oh, phone because it restricts restricts yeah. stuff like <laughs> restricts their TikToks. Right there, you go. No YouTube. Now you're I getting it. Tic- I love TikTok. That's why I, you know you know my web the website has a forum, right? <laughs> you guys probably didn't know that, did you? Nope. It's, it's basically for a bunch of old IU, a bunch of older IU fans that needed a place to go to where they could say whatever the heck they wanted. Nice. I've had to filter out words though, so that way it doesn't trigger trigger schools to uh, box me out when I have my laptop with me. I don't want it to block the website because these idiots slash my friends. I like to use profanity when they when they post on the internet. So, jeez, kind of filtered out a little bit. But all right, let's do locks. Let's go. Well, we got to do box out sports is leading online graphics wow. solution, oh, yeah. giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes this season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Thank you for listening to Court Sydney on a podcast. If you listen every week, we appreciate it. If not, what are you doing? Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate a rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter and Instagram at Courtside IND. That's Courtside IND on Twitter and Instagram. Zach, who are your locks this week? Locks going Mishawaka Marion over Mishawaka. Crosstown Showdown Tuesday night. Both undefeated teams, but Marion's going to get them. Yeah, uh, and I'm going to say Brownsburg's going to beat Chesterton up here. I'm going to pick a game I'm going to. I'm going to do a bonus one. I'm going to say Penn's going to beat Zionsville too. Ooh, ooh, 
I like it. Gary 21st almost beat Zionsville. Yep. They yeah, they struggle with pressure. They they do struggle with pressure. They're gonna have to figure that out outside of Imes. Uh what's gonna happen there? Dominique, what are your locks of the week? I'm going Ben Davis over Cathedral Saturday Ooh. night. Yeah. Um, and I'm going Fishers over Bloomington North Saturday evening. Games Dominique, I'll be at. Dominique. Oh, I was going to say, Dom, you're going to Fishers at Bloomington North? It's at Southport. Oh, that game. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah versus true. I like That's that. true. We do, we do have an array of games to go to that, that day, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let me get there so I can figure out my second lock of the week. All right, Kyler, what's your who are your locks of the week? I got Lawrence North over Lawrence Central. And then that's I got that's a weak one. That's not weak. Elsie's limping. <laughs> Lawrence North's also one and one. I mean Robbery, uh, anything can happen. Anything, yeah, it's a toss up. All right, and then I'm gonna go uh just kind of look at I'm gonna go Bedford North Lawrence over Columbus East. Because why not? Alma mater. Mine this week, Southport over Bloomington South. I think that's at Bloomington South. And then I'm going Cathedral over Ben Davis to be contrarian nice. to Dominique. Got to pick it. Number one versus number two. I mean, you can't get a whole lot better than that, can you? Nope. The nightcap. Those will be, those will be fun. Looking I'll forward to that Penn Zionsville game too. I'll definitely be there for the final four games. I don't know what the the morning after early afternoon holds for me. Yeah, I'll be there uh, for the Crown Point, Southport, cool. and then the rest. But Beach that. Grove, I mean, at some point we'll do a we'll do a uh, look back at our preview that Zach wasn't part of. Um, big big win so, for Beach Grove. I was gonna say so maybe if there's a week when Zach can't make it. Like he can't make the time we record. Maybe we do a look back podcast of teams we missed. Uh, Beach Beach Grove would be right right there on that list. Yeah, we were supposed to talk about that. That They're on my list, Jim. Number nine on my three A. Number nine. There we go. Yeah, I didn't think they'd be bad. I just didn't think they'd be top ten. But but that's a good win over Northwood. Zach, would you say we're supposed to talk about that? Right? You said that. (laughs) Kyler said that was a big upset. Yeah. Um on paper that, it is. That's on that's poor scheduling by Northwood. Don't schedule a game Friday night before you have to travel and get up at leave at six in the morning. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Coach Wolf. Blame, we'll blame Wolfie. Yeah. Blame Wolfie. He listens. So we're let's blame Aaron. This <laughs> is on you. Right. He probably loves that though. He wants the pressure for those guys. He's great. Well, I, I think, yeah, you put yourself in a situation during yeah. the season where you have to play through a little bit. Definitely. That's a, I, I don't mind that at all. Every year, Carmel has their schedule stacked. There's like six home games in a row this year, which means every other year there's six road games. The first year it happened, it was the road game side. I was like, what the hell? I think it was Osborne's first year. Like, Jimmy trying to get you fired or what? (laughs) One year in, you're going to get fired because you lose six in a row. He's on the stretch right now. I didn't think we were going to lose six in a row, but you could have. I mean, Carmel loses, you know, schedules like that. You lose any of those games individually, it's no big deal. At least, you know, from a fan perspective. Right, right. So, you, got, you know, you lose one game. Okay. Carmel plays Tuesday. Yeah. 
hell of a schedule. You lose six in a row, it's a problem. But um, yeah, it was just like the first time we did that. Carmel did that. It was like six or seven road games in a row. I'm like, what are they trying to do? Get you fired out of the gate? So yeah, Wolfie, quit screwing your schedule up. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, anybody got anything else before we I leave? Love him. I don't think uh, so. See you Saturday, Jim. Yeah, you'll definitely see me Saturday. But you bring your iPad. We'll we'll get it souped up. We'll make sure you know what the hell you're doing with it. Oh yeah, have fun. Have fun. Enjoy the hospitality room. Top tier. It is top tier. They do. Fox, I give Fox some credit. He does a good job with some of this stuff. They always, got, always got snacks. They're good to go. It's it's great. And Southport's the best gym in Marion County. So it's it's Absolutely. up there. It's, other than cell signal. Yeah, get on the Wi-Fi ASAP. <laughs> and Southport people, if you're listening to this, can you please get back to unlocking that back door <laughs> down the swim hallway? Yeah, you know, that's yeah. a nice little secret park in the back where nobody else parks. You just kind of roll in there and it's nice. And it's, it's simple. All these other schools have other doors open. Hey, that's a, a that's a gym problem. I don't mind walking. I, I don't mind walking. Yeah, I don't geez. like to walk inside. <laughs> Carmel games. I park a mile away, but I'm like 10 feet from the door. So I'm good to go. There's times where I park. It was closer to live. It was closer just to, it was closer to walk home than it was to walk to the gym. But again, I was 10 feet from the door. So it was very nice. Very nice. All right, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. We'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. Later. See ya.